0: Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice.
1: Good evening and welcome to Wealth Within Live, the Australian stock market show where you ask the questions and we give you the answers about all things investing and trading. Jokes aside this week, I better be on my best behaviour, the chief analyst is back. (laughs) And we hope you had a good week and are ready for what I know will be another great stock market show tonight. There is always something interesting happening, not only on the Australian market, but also on world markets. And tonight, as always, we'll shed some light on the current market as we aim to inform and educate you on the realities of investing and trading. Our topic for tonight is how to select stocks to buy with a higher probability of making a profit. We will look at what is currently happening on the Australian stock market, give you our thoughts, answer your most burning questions, look at the stocks that you're interested in, give you our expert opinion, and a whole lot more. Remember, we are Wealth Within. The team at Wealth Within are the most trusted stock market educators. Hello, I'm Janine Cox, and joining me tonight, drum roll, is Dale Gillam, and we're Australia's
0: most trusted stock market educators. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I've got to raise raise the whole <laughs> Think of the, the show, raid the bar on the show after that <laughs> intro, don't I? Gee. Geez, go for three weeks and um, you know, when the cat's away the mice will play and <laughs> you're looking rather yes. relaxed. I am very relaxed. So relaxed, you're almost horizontal, but sitting vertically. I know, How'd I was horizontal that? this morning. I started doing yoga while I was oh, away. Geez. How's that? I'm that now I'm a vegan yoga person. Oh my goodness. Wait, wait. <laughs> I ate vegan lamb tonight. You're coming back transformed. <laughs> very much transformed. Yeah. Very much transformed. That was good. Uh, catching right. up with clients and um, staff all the way up the east coast and everything it just gives you yep. a different perspective on what's going on around the country you know okay. and people how they're handling COVID-19 and all the rules and regulations it's like some some places you go to your, your restaurant you sign in I've had ones that have taken my temperature ones that have just completely ignored Restrictions—it's right. just amazing, all the way up and down the east coast. There you so, go. Yeah, I don't know. Go figure. But well,
1: Daniel mm. Andrews is seemingly locking down the state, almost, isn't he?
0: Yeah, but it's to be expected. Like you know, anybody mm. that didn't think we're going to have patches mm. or little breakouts around Australia would have to have their head in the sand. You know, it's going to happen. It'll happen in New South Wales. It'll happen in Queensland. Mm. It's—it it has to happen because you can't not. have things move around you know because you're getting trucks you you get on the hume highway and there's truck after truck after truck after truck so and these truck drivers are going into state and parcels etc so you can't tell me that Mm. you won't get some sort of transference and things like that but as long as we contain it what's the big issue Mm. but the good news is is australia is opening up except for victoria but hey us victorians we like to be a whole country on our own don't we anyway so go football (laughs) i think the queenslanders are not going to let us back up there (laughs) cool let's get going but if you have a burning question for us open up your email now and get typing or better yet grab your phone this is one thing we've missed um you need to grab your phone, stick it in front of your face and ask your question. So record a 30-second video and email it to us at info at or Stick your webcam in front of your face and do that. Uh, we're always here to see your comments, so make sure to keep them constructive so we can assist as many people with genuine questions. Now, if tonight's your first time watching, hey, then have a big hello to you. I'm really excited to see you and hope you get a whole lot of... Um, Good um, um, educational information tonight. You're a bit rusty. I think we'll forgive you. I was really rusty yesterday on doing my marker reports. The people will know my mouth went one way and my brain went the other way. It was
1: <laughs>
0: okay. it was like, uh, ha- have it. Here's, here's two shovels and tell me to take my pick and I went walking the other way. Okay.
1: okay. Moving on, it's the fifth Tuesday in the month and that means that we'll give you our hot tip. So let's get into the charts and discuss our thoughts right now. Remember, this doesn't happen every month. Mm, All right, now some people are probably going to be thinking, how is this a hot tip? Why don't we give them a hot tip every month? (laughs) That's up to you, you design the program. Oh, yeah,
0: I'll talk to the boss.
1: (laughs) All right, now look, they're probably thinking, looking at the chart, they're probably thinking, why in the world would you put Commonwealth Bank up there? Um, I guess this is a bit different. This is a different tip. It's not a tip as in go and buy the stock. What I'm saying is that my tip is with the banks at the moment, I think we, we should be short-term um, with banks, and that co- goes across all banks, um, including the Commonwealth Bank. I believe there's a bit more upside for the Commonwealth Bank, uh, but I think that you know once it peaks out at around $76 or it could even go to $78 as high as that, um, Somewhere in that zone, close to 76, 74, 76, it's likely to meet resistance. It has done so in the past, numerous times before. Mm. And looking at the way that it's unfolding now, it's not telling me that it's going to do anything different. If something... Um, out of the ballpark happens, and it and it performs in an incredibly different way to what I'm expecting. Then, of course, I'll change my perspective more medium term on it. But at the moment, I'm just looking short term. So, um, I guess generally across the board, the financial sector can be hit at any time. And we mm. and the challenge, I guess, is going forward that the with the government um, payments expected to stop in September, they're saying that there could be an issue with property, you know, foreclosures coming up now. I mean we could see a spike in that it's, it's possible I'm I'm hearing things from different people some people are saying that the market's slow other people are telling me that investors are still out there and they're they're trying to get bargains and buy when the market's a bit softer so
0: But what is a bargain?
1: Well that's right and and like where are the where are the good opportunities going to be in terms of the property I guess if people are unsure and not wanting to make such a huge commitment to the property market right now I mean they they could still look within the ASX You know, for short to medium-term opportunities, rather than looking in the property sector where you've got that Mm. huge outlay of capital. Plus, you're behind the eight ball when you first start because you're forking out um, anywhere between three to five percent for your stamp duty.
0: Yeah, you are. And the thing is, it's that's where I've I've had a uh, on my trip down the east coast. I think I caught up with. More than half a dozen people, students of ours, on the way down, and had coffee or lunch with them, and that. And the story was really interesting. Uh, about four of them said they were buying stocks, or they used to buy stocks for dividend yields and for that medium term. And then they realised when they were trying to buy cheap stocks, when they were doing that, they were mm. trying to buy cheap for dividend yield. But then they They're bought that, cheap but they for didn't. Dividend yield. Yeah, that's what they were doing. So were, the stocks had fallen, so they think I'll get this at the dividend yield. But then what they found. And this is like it was just like the same story Mm. over and over that i heard several times as they go wow that i didn't realize at the time the stocks could go cheaper and the second thing is the dividend yield gets gets Mm. eroded away and so what i thought was a good strategy wasn't a good strategy and and that's part of the reason why they did our course so it's changed how they're doing it because i mean with the banks their all-time highs were back march april 2015. Mm. not now they're all below their all-time highs yeah they've all been a little bit better in the last couple of months but nothing spectacular Mm. so if you're looking for a hot stock it's probably not going to be in the financial sector right right. now Mm. but you know do people do like the banks because they're consistent and we'll talk a bit more about that later on won't we yeah
1: but as a short-term opportunity and even still you can pick up a good dividend Mm. while you're you're trading them Mm. these stocks Mm. but generally when we're looking at bank shares in these sorts of markets you can really hold them for more than nine months anyway so you might mm. only pick up the dividend as part yeah of the but process. if you can pick up
0: 10 to 30 percent plus a dividend you yeah, mm. that's pretty good on a safe yeah. stock like that that's much more predictable than some of the other stocks that people try and trade
1: yeah but right now i mean if you're looking at them now mm. you're not going to pick up 30 percent necessarily no that's what i'm
0: saying but if you pick up 10 to 30 percent somewhere under yeah. that and you pick up some nice that and you get a dividend your wins Commonwealth bank paying its dividend yield yeah.
1: Um, typically, they pay it in the middle of the year, so they're yeah. out of step with the rest of the banks. So mm. that's interesting for Commonwealth
0: Bank, okay. people who are interested well, in I like stock. it at the moment. It looks good, doesn't it?
1: It does. So look, I mean, that's really my tip for this time of year is to just be a little bit cautious, even if you're holding bank stocks and recognise that they're, it's it's a short-term opportunity right now.
0: Well, to me, it's probably a good it, it's a good tip in that the market's not choosing a direction right now. Mm. The last four weeks, it's gone sideways, and right now it's not saying it's going up or going down. And we're getting this volatility, one up, one down, one day up, one day down. Mm. So, And that's ca- causing a lot of retail investors, I guarantee, to be buying and selling on a daily basis and getting it wrong.
1: But if they're not already so, yeah. in it, I'm not suggesting to no. pick it up now. I'm saying, no. look, just write it out for the short term. Cool. And the tip is to just take some money off the table.
0: All right. Well, let's keep mm. moving on. Thanks okay. for your tip.
1: Thank you. It's time to get into your video and emails. Um, I should say just emails, seeing you guys have been too chicken to put up your picture. <laughs> Um, it is always a challenge to see how many we can get to. So, Dale, over to you.
0: Yeah, we got quite a lot this week, didn't we? But uh, we want to thank you for your questions. Remember, the more detail have, you provide, the more likely your question will be responded to. If you just say, give me your technicals on BHP, you're probably going to get ignored if we've got other emails with a lot more detail on them. Um, so if you can, keep it to a couple of paragraphs. We don't like war and peace, so just sort of nice, succinct stuff, but not too succinct. Um, you we want to a book. Yeah, compared to a book, <laughs> but we really want you to share with us why you want us to look at the stock. Do you own it? Do you not own it? You know, what are you thinking about it? Because that will increase your chances of having your question selected. Also, if you have a question. Um, Or if you want your question to have the highest priority, as I said, stick a video out. Give us a video on your email and we'll always play the videos here on this show. But if you do have a question and you'd like us to look at a stock, you simply send your email into info at wealthwithin.com.au and do so before 3pm on Tuesday. Um, If you send it through tonight, um, you increase your chance or by 3pm you get onto the show. So come on guys and girls, get your video questions in, this is your chance to have all your questions answered but the first one we've got from tonight after that long-winded introduction and we've shortened this email too um, it's from Deepak, who says dear dale and janine um, i'm new to investing and learning things as i go i'm great i'm a great fan of yours second round of super withdrawals coming in july 2020 so approximately how much percentage drop can we expect in the ASX? Also, the US stimulus package is coming to an end uh, by the end of July. Will there be any drop in the market during that time? As company reports are due in August 2020, we're going to see the results. Will the results uh, result drop um, as US elections are in November 2020? How is this going to affect the market? When are the Fed when, well, when are the Fed, Feds, use going to sell off the stock brought with the monopoly money after U.S. elections? What a big question that was. I thought
1: I'd give you that one. Thank actually, you for that. That was really good hard. of
0: you. I've been away for three <laughs> weeks, and she gives me a long question. Good, It on wasn't you. just that. It was all the intro before that. I thought. Oh, I'm the intro. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sack the editor of that script. I tell you, God, I think I better take it back over, boys. Anyway, um, do you want me to answer it? I thought you'd talk about the. The,
1: the the elections, because remember, you you'd looked at in the US whenever there were elections, what mm-hmm. happened? Do, do you want to talk about that part?
0: Oh, look, I mean, I can talk a bit about that. I mean, yeah, Trump doesn't want the market to be down, or the mm. uh, sitting president doesn't want that. They want the market to be good and the economy good mm. when the elections is. But pretty much all of that's irrelevant. Yeah. Like all the whole statement, and I'm not trying to be wrong, um, rude to D P A C it's just irrelevant because what happens on the market is irrelevant. Taking $10,000 out of super, I don't know how much the market's going to fall. It's just, it would just be pure guess. Well, the, um, the problem is that,
1: I mean, I guess it's not a problem, but the, the issue is that mm. when people have money in super, they mm. don't have all of that invested in the market anyway. No, So no, they're, no. they're spread over different asset classes because that's the way the industry talks. So, But the other side to it too is that, um, I think they pulled out $1.7 already, didn't they?
0: Um, yeah, for, uh, something like that was a lot. I've met a couple of people who said they pulled it out, and some people are pulling out to pay off credit cards yeah, and loans. Yeah, and, 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 th- what,
1: and what did we see
0: on the market? Well, we didn't really see anything much, did we? No, but the thing hmm. is it's, it's control what you can control. Like all of that, yeah, right. what Deepak said, was completely out of anybody's control. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Nobody knows how much the market's going to fall. Nobody knows... Yep. You know if the fed's going to keep printing money we don't know whether the stimulus package is going to keep going on in the US whilst you know our stimulus package comes to end I think September isn't it yep so but they may extend that so all of this is speculation so what I'm suggesting is do what you can do or control what you can control I can't control the market on a day-to-day basis I don't know what it's I can't say whether it's going up or down and I can't control that all I can control is when I get in and when I get out that's it so if you bring it down to that, that gives you certainty because when you're asking questions like that, you're wanting more certainty about what you should be doing in your investments. And if you have certain, the only way to create certainty is know when you're buying and when you're selling. So have a stop loss on stocks that you own or have an exit strategy and have an entry strategy because you can control that. Uh, and it doesn't matter what the market does. If your entries don't trigger, you're not in the market. If your exit's triggered, you're out of the market. That's pretty but that simple. That sort of
1: discussion happens. What he, The questions he's mm. asked relates to things that they're talking about in the media.
0: Correct. So that's
1: why people are talking about this.
0: Correct. It makes people and, buy newspapers and magazines. But it does create some
1: more volatility around those times. So that in mm. the lead up to the election, the, the markets can get more volatile depending Correct. on which way they think that the election's going to go.
0: Yeah, they can. And right now, they're not sure. But it doesn't sure. change
1: the overall direction. I mean, look at Correct. what happened when Trump came in. Okay, the market fell for a certain time, but then it took off after that.
0: Well, they were telling us, saying the market was going to crash when Trump got in, mm. but it went up the other way. Yeah. So, the, the, you know, how do you believe mm. all of that? Again, it's just speculation. Mm. Control what you can control.
1: Our second email is from Michael. Thanks, Michael. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Janine. First time live, but loving all the reviews. If you get a chance, would, you, would love your opinion on AQR. So that's APN Convenience Retail. Do you think this one is a solid growth option and relatively stable with a reasonable dividend to boot? Many thanks. Okay, Michael, good one. I'll just Let's bring that up there. Let's have a look. APN Convenience on for this one. Retail REIT. So the REITs have been hit hard like any area, but we're, we're, look, we're looking here at a stock that's rebounded reasonably well. So it actually got to a high of around 4.10 and it's pulled back all the way to 2.40. So that, what's that telling you? That's showing you that in a market where we've had COVID, and a lot of stocks. I've got no history on this one because you've just loaded something up for me, haven't you? Um, so I've just got to find.
0: <laughs> oh, blame me. That's okay. I did you. it. I did it.
1: I'm just going to find something here. Hang on. Uh, you can talk if you want to. What are you looking why. for?
0: It's up there, but you just don't know where to find it. It's underpriced. What have you done to me? I haven't done anything to you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it all the ways away? I get the blame for everything. If they're swearing here, I get blamed for it, not (laughs) Janine. If you could see the picture
1: right now, you'd just be... All right, 41.2% is the decline that we saw on this stock. So it's not out of the ballpark of what the... The mm. market fell. It was within the order. So, okay, we've, a seen, a, we've seen an adjustment across a lot of stocks and then a, an elastic band effect, if mm-hmm. you like, coming back to what was, was actually um, where the stock spent most of its time before it actually accelerated prior mm. to COVID. So it's just come back to it where it's comfortable, right? And I just look at this stock and I think, okay, that's a good thing to see that. Um, looking at the short-term trend on the stock that you can see coming up, it's actually quite nice. Mm. We, we, you'd really want to see it get above about $3.70, which is a, around that recent high, to confirm that it's going to go back up. And if it pulls back below, um, say, a couple of weeks ago, the low, which I think is three don't hold me to that, then it's more likely to fall um, and continue back mm. down. But it doesn't mean it'll keep falling just yet because... It's actually looking okay. But the challenge you've got is it took out the all-time low on the stock, original all-time low, which was in 2018. And let's face Mm -hmm. it, there's not a lot of history on this share. So it makes, for one, for us, we wouldn't even look at it for a start because Mm. there's no history to analyse to give you a really reasonable probability of having a good outlook on it. But we do know after these sorts of falls where the low gets taken out, there's always a risk it could take it out again. <clears throat> but right now it's looking OK.
0: It's, it's a nice steady performer, isn't mm. it? it then, and I do like it. But um, well, let's get on to if, the next.
1: I guess if you weren't in it, mm. then, you know, I wouldn't be buying it right now. But it's not volatile. And, and that's mm.
0: that's a steady performer. And I mean, yeah. not volatile, then meaning it's not going to get good growth. I'm just saying it's not one that drops out of bed, that's what I'm saying, well, you can't
1: really tell because there's Mm. no history except for Mm. COVID, and you can what Mm. you're saying is that the performance was more or less in line with what the market did anyway, Mm. and then it rebounded, yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, so I look good stock.
1: He's doing all right, isn't he? For his first show back,
0: I'm a little bit rusty, but I'm getting there. (laughs) Just keep reading.
1: You're lucky I haven't got a whoopee cushion there, oh, whoopee. (laughs) <laughs> next question is from Bill. Sorry, Bill. Before we get into the topic for tonight, hello, Janine. Glad to see you holding up the team. Uh-huh. There you go, another one. You've done a
0: very good job, by the way.
1: My question is on the financial sector, considering the four big banks, what would your expectation of the financial sector be for the future? Regards, Bill. Um, by the way, Bill, you need to get a move on with your studies. Mm, I bet you thought that I wouldn't check up on you. Just so that you know, I do care where you're up to and how you're progressing, so get to it, mate. is Bill a student. Oh. Okay. I'll go and check him up too mm-hmm. Alright then, so I'm just bringing up a chart of the financial sector that you have um, You can see on the screen there This is I'm showing you the, the broader um, financials. The financials yep. Yeah, financials for the Australian market And you can see there how, I mean it was looking really choppy there before COVID And this has really just given it some short term direction mm. But right now we don't know whether that's the end of the fall or not no, we don't. That's the, that's the challenge with the financial sector. So that's why I was saying with Commonwealth Bank, I'm okay um, from a short-term perspective to take a short-term oppos- um, proposition on it for some people. But if you're in it, then that's mm. fine. I'm not necessarily saying to buy it now because of the short-term nature. And the challenges for new, for people who are new to the market is with short-term trading, there's always the, the issue that they don't know where to get out or how to get out. Mm. Um, and so that's a real problem if you're trying to pick you know, when to get in on... A, on in a market like this, really. Well, the
0: biggest thing that when people are doing a 60-second survey online to see sort of whether they're, what they're looking to do with trading and everything else, the majority say, I know where to get in, but I don't know where to get out. Mm. But what's the most important thing? Mm,
1: exactly. Mm. The most
0: important thing is understanding how to get out, not getting in. Any, yeah. Anybody can flip a coin and go, yeah, I'm getting in or not, mm. and guess and speculate. And when you buy a stock, you naturally... People are more over-optimistic when they're buying stocks because they're hoping they're going to make money. But when it comes to selling, they don't want to lose. Mm. Uh, they don't want to realise losses. And that's the yep. biggest challenge that they have. And that's the biggest thing we fix for people okay. is working out how to get out and where to get out in the right right places and, and minimise their risk. And mm. so understanding, looking at this and saying, okay, the financials has been going up, but is it going to continue to go up?
1: Yeah, and that's the challenge because because mm. when, when you and I were, looking at the GFC happening as it was unfolding mm. and we could see what was occurring. And then after the GFC unfolded, we saw the low come in. Mm. The problem we had was confirming whether the low was actually the low. Correct. Because of the way that the market unfolded from that high in 2007, it still left it open that it could have gone lower. Mm. And so the real issue right now that it's, if, if the mar- if the financial sector and the market hadn't have done what it's done with COVID, I'd be thinking that, you know, that we may have been right to say, OK, that is that is the low in 2009. But now that COVID's happened, it just opens a whole new question to say, OK, is it going to go lower, or are we well, going to see a the rebound? Isn't it? Well, guess. it's possible, but look, I mean, I'd like to see the financial sector head back up to this five thousand, mm. sort of six hundred to five thousand um, to six thousand 6, points to be back where it
0: was pre-COVID. That would be but to do that. The, the mm. financial industry needs to be out there lending a lot more, don't they?
1: They need to be lending more, and we need to understand what the risks are mm. around what. It's on their books at the moment.
0: So who's what businesses are going to take on lots of big loans at the moment and what how many individuals are going to get housing loans at the moment?
1: Well, it just depends on how strict they are, I guess, mm. with their criteria and how they're managing that risk. And, I, and since it, you know, since that the money laundering mm. scenario happened 2015, 16, they've become a lot stricter. Mm. So that may have actually helped them in the lead up to COVID anyway. Yeah,
0: but it's also about consumer confidence too. Mm. So how confident True. are consumers right now? And I don't think we'll, nobody's mm. too confident at the moment. But yep. great question anyway, but we'll get on to the next one. We've had a couple of questions from Mikhail. G'day, matey. Um, he says, G'day, Dale and Janine, or Janine and Dale, whichever way you like it. Um, I've been following Wealth Within for quite a while, and I'm really enjoying watching your live videos. Thank you. Um, would you be able to suggest a good legitimate platform for leveraged trading? Um, would appreciate that a lot. Regards, Mikhail. P.S., in addition to my previous email, could you please share your views on Credit Corp um, Limited, CCP Limited? Um, a good leverage trading platform. They're all good in Australia. As long as, the, to me, it's... You're not I don't going to make, necessarily recommend one. I don't make recommendations, or we don't. And I'm constantly getting people saying, "Which broker do you use? Which platform do you use? Which whatever?" We, Janine and I, stay completely apolitical. You know, we don't mind who you use. The criteria, though, in selecting one for you, is critical. Number one is always, always make sure they're Australian make sure they have an Australian AFSL licence. Don't trade with anybody offshore because if you're trading with companies offshore, then ASIC, the ACCC, um, the, the APRA, all of the different regulatory authorities, they couldn't care less. Um, because they don't control any offshore entities. So make sure you're dealing with somebody who has not only has offices in Australia but has AFSL licences in Australia, preferably having your money in an Australian bank account. But when you leverage trading, that's not easy to do because all of the platforms require you to put you in basically the big pooled account, um, but you need to understand where your cash is. So what we teach traders is to only keep the money in a margin account, enough money to satisfy the margin. Everything else should always be in an Australian bank account. You never, there's been plenty of examples of uh, leverage trading platforms going belly up. Um, we've had MF Global, we've had, what was another one? There was a couple of them, haven't we, That have gone belly up. and. And people during took, the GFC. During the GFC. So always mm-hmm. make sure you put the majority of your trading money in an Australian bank account. But they're all pretty good. So leverage trading is what is that? Is it FX? Is it CFDs? Is, is it margin? Uh, whatever it is you want. But it's more about they're all pretty good in Australia, all the ones that are based in Australia. I know pretty much all of them. Um, they all come to me and say, hey, Dale, refer us clients. And we don't. But I know them and I have been in their offices and finding out what they do. But they're all pretty good, I think. Have you got anything you want to add to it?
1: No, you did well. Well, let's
0: look at Credit Corp.
1: All right. Credit Corp. It's on the screen there for you.
0: Okay. Oh, no, you can do it. I did the first part <laughs> of the question. You can do the second part. Okay. I'm still on holidays. I'm, I'm just slowly easing into it. <laughs> all right. So you, you can see we've
1: got the monthly chart. For anyone who's new to the show, you probably think we're a bit strange. But look, um, well, on, the know, a bit strange. Side, on the left-hand side, you can see Credit Corp there. On the right-hand side is the weekly chart. So the monthly on the left, weekly on the right. And you can see there that this really gives you a bird's eye view of what's happened with Credit Corp over time. And it's not immune from these big declines and then a rebound. But look how long it took to actually get back to where it traded. So where it traded, I think, in 2007 after the GFC, it wasn't wasn't until 2015 that it actually managed to break through its all-time high. And now we've seen the, the, the decline in COVID. So, the question is how long is it going to take to get through that p- mm. point again? It could be a while. So, look, I wouldn't get too excited thinking that you've got a big winner here. I think a few people may have because the stock
0: just took off. Well, I think it's going to be a few um, years before it gets back to through that all-time high. Yeah, again.
1: in June. And now, look, it really needs to get back above $18 to start heading into the safe zone. And even mm. then, it's probably going to hit its head at around $23 mm. um, in the short term before heading more to to around $30. So... I think that it has got the potential to go higher. It's just a question of will it go lower first, given Mm. the pullback that we're seeing now. So over the next two or three weeks, it really needs to get back above $18. Mm. Cool.
0: All right. So there we go. I'm happy.
1: Um, This question is from Ryan. And look, Ryan, we did um, cut your question a little bit.
0: I hope you don't mind a bit of oh, a trip. Did he write War and Peace? <laughs> no. um, or was it gone with the wind? I don't know if I took a lot out. That sounds remember. a good title for a stock market show, doesn't it? Gone with the wind. <laughs> so.
1: Hi, Dale and Janine. <laughs> thank you for sharing your, your knowledge with us. I'm fairly new to the stock market and had come across your videos recently and love them so much that I'm reading the second book first. He actually said oh, thank you for sharing all of your knowledge. Um, and my partner's reading wow. the first one. Oh, that's fantastic that you're both reading. Good on you. I'm really impressed by the fact that they're both getting into the books. There. I didn't share
0: all my knowledge. Mm.
1: My question today is um, really about getting your um, analysis on ZipPay. Now, ZipPay um, is an interesting company here.
0: And he said he bought it at 6 dollars
1: um, He bought it at $6.35, which looks like he's bought it near the recent high, unfortunately, um, after it's gapped up. Now, that's always the challenge if you don't follow charts. So... He wants to understand why it hasn't really moved at present right now. I've got the chart up there on the screen, Zipco Limited. Uh, it's really important, guys, if you're sending in an email to put in the code and ladies um, of the stock that you're wanting us to talk talk about as well. But I've got Zip there. You can see on the left-hand side there's a huge gap there on the monthly chart. And I did have a look at the data today just to check what was going on there.
0: So what? So when a stock gapped up like that big time mm. – What's happening in the psychology of the market?
1: Look, I think what's happened is that people have reacted to something mm-hmm. and all of a sudden people have piled in or it's been the, the algos, algorithmic trading in the market that's been loaded up and they've just bought on the open the following week. So you can see here from this week here, the close until the following week, it's opened. Now, could, if there was some news that caused it mm-hmm. to go up like that, then that's often what happens with these types mm-hmm. of stocks. Mm-hmm. Then. The challenge is, what's it going to do in the short term? Probably nothing. Yeah, yeah. correct. Not a big gap mm. like that. If it if it was a small gap, then it could just keep going.
0: But people for a will of weeks. see something like that, like this person mm. did. They've seen that. They're a new trader. They've jumped in. And really, they've jumped in at the wrong time. Really, yeah. That's really, they've just followed the herd. Mm. And generally, most people wouldn't have got in at that gap. It would have just dumped up to there. Yeah. And then volume would have come into it at that point. So, yeah. at some stage, because the market. Or somebody would have bought in at that price and pushed it to that mm. level and then the rest of the people were getting into those high prices and are now sitting on something that's not a good position for them. See the
1: biggest challenge I see for new people that are looking at mm. these types of stocks that are trying to pick the next big winner, mm. that's what they're trying to do, is the fact that when you go in you don't have enough of an understanding about what are your options. So if, if and this is one of the things that we impress upon people when they come and learn our courses. You have to be thinking about what are you going to do. So it's it's not just the initial mm. setting of the, the stop loss that Dale talks about in his book, the initial stop. It's all about um, what are you going to do once you're in the trade. So it's managing that trade. So if you're in it, um, you know, how are you going to set your stop loss if it gaps up like that? And what sort of rules are you going to be able to use? It makes it so hard, doesn't mm. it? It does to make be able it so very, very hard. So... I would say if you are holding it, you need to be thinking about your downside and how much you're willing to give up before the potential for it to turn around, for one thing, because it could fill that gap and that could leave you quite exposed. Um, The other side is, um, you know, you can always get back into it later on, can't you, if if a better opportunity comes up?
0: Yeah, you can. And that's the thing is, it's making sure he's got a stop loss on that. So whilst you may be in slightly losing position right now, it doesn't mean you're going to lose. It just means just... Make sure you set a stop loss, and when it starts to fall away, get out of that. So, um, but I think we've answered that question, haven't we? Yeah, I think we have. Yeah. Um, Now it's time to get into our topic: how to select stocks to buy with a high probability of making a profit. Uh, Stock selection is ranked as one of the top five challenges faced by new traders. But when you learn how to interpret historical data as part of your stock selection strategy, what appears complex actually becomes. Really, really simple for you. So tonight we're going to discuss the top or roughly the top 20 stocks on the Australian market and demonstrate why understanding how to interpret historical data um, is an important criteria in the process of selecting stocks to buy with a high probability of making a profit. So most of you who are new to the market miss really do miss the important fact because the financial industry encourages you, encourages you to focus on what they want you to know rather than really what you need to know so that you profit. So, But I really do think you should ask yourself if historical data really isn't, isn't important, why do most successful traders throughout history base their stock selection strategy on it? And why does the financial services industry continually use it to make sense of the current climate? And... Um, understanding the history of a stock or stock market allows you to really does allow you to reduce your risk and increase your profits in the current market condition or any market condition so if you choose not to review uh, review historical data on a stock you are purely speculating and we'll share with you why this is the case um, as we go through what we're going to do so we're going to bring up a spreadsheet in a second um, but I just wanted to make a little bit of a comment on that because a lot of people say to us, like, why why are your charts in your book, you know, mm. this old? Well, I wrote the book three years ago. They're going to get old. Mm. So, But it's irrelevant. I could have written the book with charts from 100 years ago and I still wouldn't have changed the story. Yeah, It still wouldn't have changed the result or the teachings in it. And this is what people keep, they say, well, it, they, it mustn't be relevant nowadays because of computers. But they are relevant because humans trade Mm. Even though there's algorithms and everything else, but people make decisions. People, Fund managers or people like you and me or um, individual people make decisions about their superannuation, putting money in and out of managed funds, what they think. And then that causes the market to move. So it so doesn't matter behavior. how much. Behavior yeah, it's behaviour. So it's irrelevant when the charts. And I know I've got lots of books from brilliant um, traders and analysts that have charts from 100 years ago. And I look at them and what I see today is the same mm. as what's on those charts. So looking at this so when we grab that spreadsheet we'll have a look at some of the things I wanted to talk about but so mm-hmm. let's move on anyway and I'll yeah, add look, some more to it as we go along. Um,
1: we're going to look at how the top 20 stocks have performed over uh, many decades and the idea is to keep your selection process simple and focused on the biggest quality stocks with a high liquid with high liquidity and historical data actually reveals what the stocks are likely to make you and what uh, the other thing is what the data reveals about you about um, how you should trade these stocks is the other thing that we want to touch on. Mm. And one final point is that um, you are speculating, you know, if you don't look at history, because how else can you determine your probability of success? Probability is actually determined from historical data, and it gives you a basis for determining how you'll trade. So Mm. that's really what we want to cover off tonight.
0: I know with 100% probability that every week you're going to bring up the swear jar on me. Because that's your behaviour. Because historically, you keep bringing it up. So I know that's going to happen.
1: Funny you should say. The swear Because I had a conversation with a gentleman last week. Um, and he told me that I sweared, I was swearing during the conversation, which I don't usually do. You don't swear. Uh, not usually, but he told me to bring out the swear jar, so I thought that was really cute. Yeah, well, mm. so
0: you're bringing up everything week. But let's go and have a look at my spreadsheet anyway. I'm going to all put right. my glasses on. What I've done, just to show to share with people, is this is roughly the top 20 stocks. It's not perfect. There's about 22 stocks in here, but most of these are top 20. You can do this on all stocks in the marketplace. And basically what I've done it's let's just have a look at Westpac. So what I've done is I've taken the yearly returns of Westpac from 1984, so they're open, high, low, close, um, the percentage gain or loss in dollar terms, which is this figure, and then, sorry, the, the actual dollar figure, and then obviously the percentage gain or loss. And I've done that, and then I've actually summarised it here so they can see how these stocks actually travel. So looking at he- here, look, Aristocrat, 15 years it's positive, 10 years it was negative over a 25 year period. So, 60% of the time in a calendar year it actually closes higher than it opened. Amcor over 36 years, 61% of the time it closes higher than it opened. So, remember 1 January to 31st of December uh, that happens. So, all these groups down here, and you can see the average of this is 22 years in total. So, I've used stocks with long history just to show you. Some interesting things. Now, looking at these stocks in green, Bramble, 72% of the time it closes higher. CSL, 78% of the time. Goodman Group, 75% of the time. It's one of the shortest one, only 16 years. Um, this one here, Macquarie, 76% of the time, and West Farmer, 75% of the time. So, if I was more medium to longer term portfolio, they're the stocks I'd put into it because mm. three quarters of the time they're going to trade up in a calendar year. Mm. Whereas, if I was looking at more trading of stocks and compounding returns, because I know a lot of people think time in the market is important for them, mm. you know. Uh, and I do get that a lot, time in the market is more important than timing the market. Whereas we're about timing our entries and yeah. exit. But you time your entries and exit by having good rules around buying and selling. And so those who don't have really solid rules, especially technical analysis rules, will tend to more time be time in the market. Yeah. And having because those stocks in green. what
1: you're saying is that, that, that doesn't, it doesn't really matter from a longer-term perspective hmm. um, if you're choosing good stocks like that. But from a shorter-term perspective, um, you could
0: choose any of those stocks, is that what you're saying? Correct. And mm. you'd put those in underpinning your portfolio. Now, a lot of people have held AMP since it floated back in two, 1998, I think it was, and they got it on the float and they've never sold it, but it's not a good buy and hold stock. Mm. It's terrible. Telstra, a lot of people held that from, you know, it's down 50% of the time, it's up 50% of the time, it's down. But if we go and have a look at Telstra, if you look at wherever it is, there it is, Telstra, you can see it, one, two, three, four, five times in the last six years, it's traded lower. So, so the issue is people if people continue to hold that. If they're just looking at the
1: big picture, which is the first spreadsheet mm. that you bought up, mm. they could just look at it too simply. Because Correct. it's not until you go down to the actual, at the stock level that you see, okay, you can't just mm. buy and hold these. Because looking at that, you're going to be in the stock for three or four losing years
0: in a row. Correct. But I know in this period of time that Telstra has had a couple of runs where you could have made 50% Mm. in six to nine months or six to 12 months because this is calendar year. Mm. So let's say you bought it 1 July and sold it No, you actually traded it
1: with rules. Yeah, you traded it with
0: rules. You would have made money. And this is what I talk about. And Mm. the reason, part of the reason why I use these stocks is because these are the ones I've used in my book. Yep. So you can see what happens when you trade it and you get a far better return than buy and hold if you Mm. are actively investing and using some rules on it. So that's Mm. why my book Proves both accelerate your wealth and um, my first one, how to beat the managed funds. But looking at this, I'd say, look, some of these stocks here. There's a few more up around seventy percent as well. But some of these ones, like fifty-seven percent, like IAG, you you wouldn't hold mm. buy and hold those sorts of stocks. But even those stocks in themselves but isn't that actually
1: interesting manage- because you know people mm. say buy and hold the index. Mm. Buy and hold. Why would you do buy that? and hold these particular stocks all mm. the time because they pay good dividends? Mm. But clearly, what you're demonstrating and and look, this is a simplistic way of showing people. But in reality, if all they did was look at a chart, you would see that anyway.
0: Yeah, correct. So if you were going to buy a stock and you went, hmm, Telstra had an up up year last year. Mm you'd go, well, 50% of the time it has a negative year, so next year it's probably going to be down, so I'm not going to buy it. So yep. these are the sorts of things, you, assumptions you can start to make. Mm-hmm. Now, Telstra's had five years, negative years out of six. We just saw that. Mm. So what's the probability it's going to have a positive year next year?
1: Well, there you go. Based on the spreadsheet, you can to come me, up To me, that with would be assumption. a high probability
0: that it's going. It's not yeah. going to have another downward year. It's unlikely to because mm-hmm. it's had so many down years already, so it's likely to move up. But if you've had a, a stock that's had multiple years going up, what's the likelihood of it going down the next mm-hmm. year? So you can look at stocks like, let's look, go and look at Pick BHP. Pick a big one. Pick
1: West Farmers, I think.
0: Oh, you want to look at West Farmers? Yeah. yeah. So West Farmers, one year here, two years here, one year, one year, one year, one year, one year, one year. Most of the time... It has one year down. Yeah, but look at that. I mean, you could be in this stock for a whole
1: year, and mm. you've only made two percent, one percent. Year uh, that's to me is like equivalent to a negative. You mm. get zero, one, five, one. Um, for four years straight. Yeah. But you're getting the dividends and the downside the risk is very small, isn't it?
0: Correct. So, depending on where you buy them, you might make good money or you well, might not. Well,
1: West Farmers could be your trading stock, but it did go through mm. a period where it was actually trading sideways for a long time. So, that's mm. that period there that you're looking at from yep. 2014 across. Until 2019, it just went mm. sideways and did nothing. Mm. So mm. you wouldn't have made anything much out of it because you would have been whipped in and out anyway.
0: Correct. Mm. Most people, when they're looking at stocks, will look at what's happening today. Mm. They'll have a read of stuff, newspapers, reports, whatever it is, and look at what's today. But really with the portfolio, you do need to know it's history because history repeats constantly with stocks. It really does repeat.
1: So what you're trying to show is on a spreadsheet, a simple Mm. way for people to see it, because we can bring up charts and say to you Mm. that history repeats. And when we do analysis, we're using history to determine how a stock Mm. will unfold But what you're saying is take it a step further. Once they do the training, they'll actually Mm. see so much more of how history repeats, not just this. I mean, this is just a very basic level.
0: Yeah, this is just a high level for people Mm. to understand it because we can take it even deeper than that. But you can also look at volatility of a stock, Mm. how much when it rises, does it average rise, how much does it fall when it average falls, those sorts. They're really important things. But if you're looking at buying a stock, you should know about it. And I'll, I'll wrap it up with saying that When you spend a lot of time with your partner, you actually know what they're going to do before they do it. Now I know Janine's always going to bring up the swear jar, so I already know before she's going to bring it up that the swear jar is going to come out. Um, I know what my wife's going to say if I come home late, or etc. etc. So you all know what I'm talking about. So shouldn't you know the stock the same way? Because if you know what the stock's going to do next week, next month, or next year, with high probability, because you've studied its history, its past movements, and its patterns then you'll be a much better trader or an investor and you'll make far more money with lower risk. And that's really the goal here, to make more money with lower risk.
1: Now, I have rules around the swear jar. What are the rules around your wife t- um, telling you should be home on time?
0: Oh, it's in, it's in the fine print of the marriage certificate. <laughs> Only women can see it, so don't ask me. <laughs> I think they change all the time, but they just don't seem to. This says, no, no, it's in the rules. So okay, um, you're being told to ooh, move on now okay now it's time to get in some more emails but before we do um, remember to hit the subscribe button now because we need to get the subscribers up and whilst you're there give us a big thumbs up and click the like button that's always good to see for those of you who've been watching the show for a while um, looking for that moment uh, just do it now i mean janine and i are quite happy to give up our time but your reward or our reward for you uh for giving our time for you and helping you out here is you hitting that subscribe button and hitting the like button so please do that but ladies first would you like to have the next email thank please you. or is that, that derogatory i'm not allowed, allowed to say that to ladies. make him say it <laughs> thank you i actually gave the next one to you <laughs> So it's mine, is it? It's not yours. Okay. The next, email. Okay. The next email is from Chris. He says, Hi guys, a big fan. I read your books twice now. Thanks you. Um also doing the trading and mentor course. Oh great, Chris. Um, Dale, can you write another book? No. Nope. Um, <laughs> love how you've written them. Can't seem to find a comparable. Um, I have a question on your thoughts with Coles Group. It seems, you have, uh, it seems to have some support. In April, around $14.18 is moving upwards from here now. He's going, do you see coals continuing to move upwards like it was from March 2019 before the pandemic? Hard to grasp a long-term read on coals. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of data um, since the chart only goes back to November 2018. What are your thoughts on the future medium term of it? Thank you, Chris. Um, yeah, I don't want to write another book, Chris. You know, how much work goes into a book? I was going to say, Chris, he's already written, or um, well,
1: we all have written, a big book, a, mm. almost a Bible, if you like. Yeah, and do the can, course. You can do the
0: course. That's the each, one. each lesson, it's each, each, each module's a whole book.
1: Mm. Mm. All right, now let's get on to Cole, shall we, Cole's group. You can see there on the left-hand side of the chart what Chris is talking about. I mean, there's not a lot of history there. That's no. the challenge from when it was um, demerged out of West Farmers. You can see more recently, it's actually started to move back up again. Now, look, I'd have to say that I was a little bit um it was a little bit questionable a couple of months ago when yes. it was pulling back there. So now that it's actually broken above seventeen dollars, I, th- I feel that it's you know it's getting back, on back into a,
0: momentum again. Yeah, yeah it's moving
1: back into momentum again, but look, I would have to say wait until the end of the week to see if it manages to hold up. but I'm starting to think it looks interesting again, and that's that's coal. But you won't really know until the end of the month because look at the monthly chart, and you yeah. don't have a lot of history. It's not something that we're going to trade because looking at it um, without at least two or three years of data, you can't really get a good grasp on where it's at from a longer-term perspective.
0: Yeah, but the market seems to like I mean, obviously, mm. splitting from West Farmers was great for both West farmers and coals, yeah. and obviously West Farmers getting rid of that think that and
1: right now like I was actually thinking when mm-hmm. I heard um, the other day on the on the mm. news that they were announcing that there was no toilet paper left on the shelves again and i was thinking that what a conspiracy that that oh, could be like what if the supermarkets actually decided maybe to maybe they held it back
0: in the back end and tell, said don't start put it start out telling there
1: that, yeah there's going to be no toilet paper oh, so everyone geez. get down to the supermarkets and start buying up all the toilet paper and all the tin food
0: I'm, i met somebody who had a tin hat the other day i tell you <laughs> i'm thinking you might be about due for one hey conspiracy theories
1: okay Uh, The next email we have is from Rusty, and I don't know if that's a nickname. I'm assuming so. Hi, guys. uh, I love and look forward to all of your weekly updates and opinions on the markets. Thank you for all of the great advice you offer. Would love to know your thoughts on OML and EHL. Um, They both have a decent volume and a fairly decent daily range for short-term trading. Given some strong recommendations, are these more of an accumulation or a hold um, when at a low price of a dollar or not a long-term prospect? Would love your thoughts. So I'm just looking at, um, I've got the first one up now. If you had have emailed me last week, you might have actually got both stocks up, but Dale's a bit oh, of a Nazi when it comes to the email, so he's not going to let me do two. I so, want to get
0: more through. not.
1: <laughs> okay, so OML, um, it's, ooh, is it OOI Media? are Media. OOI Media.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, looking at that, it's a catchy, catchy name, isn't it? Looking at it right now, I'm not against this stock. No. right? Even though it's down for the month, okay, it's trying to set itself up. Now, some people might think, okay, you've talked about stocks before when they've been falling and you haven't liked them and you've been saying caution this and that. Mm-hmm. However, if it gets above – there's always an if, you know, if this, then do this. If it gets above $1.20, it's got a real chance of going up strongly. So, that, so I would just say, look, be patient with this type of stock. I wouldn't look be looking at, to buy to right me, now. To me, the
0: pattern of this in the last few months is much mm. different than a lot of other stocks. It actually looks a lot more sustainable.
1: It's actually different than to what it's done for the last what 2 years. So mm. if you look at each time it's tried to recover, this is why history is important to understand mm. how a stock unfolds as we were talking about before. Because if you're looking at how it's unfolded each time in the past, it's very different to what it's doing now, mm. right? It's it's just settling down carefully. So I would say, look, um, it is below, mind you, it actually did trade to a new all-time low. So that could be a bit of a stumbling block in the short term for it mm. to get back through there, and that could be why it's pulling back now.
0: But holding so, up and support fairly soon mm. and then starting to rise again could be a nice could be a nice one to stick on your watch list.
1: Yeah, I, I mm. think so too. Mm. Look, um, look, I was actually talking to someone um, mm. last week, and they were asking me questions about, you know, I've obviously watched the show and I'm thinking about Doing one of your courses. Just a simple study method is in that trading mentor course, which is a the low level entry. Mm. Like why why did in the end, why did you think why do you think that trading mentor is important for people? Like why is that, that level course important?
0: Why did why did I release it?
1: Or why is it an important course for people to study?
0: How does it help them? A lot of people uh, What probably a good example was a is the guy or person I met at that seminar that I did a couple of months ago when he kept asking me about, you know, could he trade after doing our diploma course? And I said, it's not about the course. Mm. The course is not the variable. Wealth Within is not the variable. We've been here nearly 20 years. The course has been accredited for 15, 16 years. You know, industry have checked it out. They all say it's great. We've got thousands of successful that's clients. The diploma. Yeah, that's mm. the diploma. So the reason why I came up with or we put... Trading mentor together is big for those people who don't trust themselves necessarily. They're not sure whether they want to be a trader or mm. not, or whether they um, trust themselves enough. So they don't want to make that leap into a full-blown, mm. high, great course. They want something to be something to dip their toes in the water and get started. That's low risk. It's not. There's not a lot of time constraints on them that they have to put submissions in for their assessments and all that sort of commitment. There, mm. they can look at it and have a, have a really good um, play and f- realise the quality, but then start getting some money out of it. And we've had people buy my book, then gone did the trading mentor course, made money from the book, made money from the trading mentor course and used it all to move through. And mm-hmm. currently we've got one now in our advanced course who's made money on everything all the yeah. way through and let his trading pay for everything. But it was interesting um, on my trip down the East Coast, all these people I met, I said to them, "Well, what brought you to wealth within?" And they said, "You know, you gave with your podcast, with your website, with your YouTube, you gave away so much stuff on on those different areas for free mm. that it helped me turn my, my investing and trading around." They said, "If I was getting all that for free, then what you, what I'm going to pay for has got to be infinitely better." Mm. And I said, "Yeah, well, seriously, guys, what we talk Janine and I talk about on here is like one percent. It's mm. just scratching the surface. So, but." looking after yourself and having rules that keep you safe and controlling what you can control. And that's what I was saying earlier. A lot of people get in the market and they, they try and get us to say the market's going to do this or the market's going to do that. And they want certainty. And there's one thing certain about the market is nothing is certain. Mm. So just control what you can control. And that's when I get in, when I get out, that's it. Mm. And if you understand when to get in and when to get out and rules around it, then there is no risk. Yep, Beautiful. It's, it's simple. Thank you for explaining so, that. Uh, but yeah.
1: So look, I mean, looking at a stock like this, it's probably not—it's not, probably not the,
0: like for everybody, though. It's a good stock, but it's hmm. probably a trading stock, not. It's more of a trading mm. stock. It's a bit lower liquid, but hey, it's still a pick. I think it's a mm. great one. So, but let's get on to the next question before I get on my soapbox because I'm not allowed to do that. Mm. Um, but the next question is about buying on confirmation. It's from Mahmood. Hi, Mahmood. I know you've sent in a few questions in the past. He said, "Hi, Janine." Uh, and I read Dale's book I missed that a little bit um these are the teleprompters going wild, isn't it on me? So it's like, um, I felt really confident trading the stock market. I think he's after I read my book and wondered how why, and and wondered how I was trading blindly before reading the book. I always hear Dale's voice in my ears whilst I'm looking at the screen. Buy on confirmation, not speculation. Um, before I read Dale's book, I was always wondering why you and Dale were recommending to avoid the market during this crash. Till recent times, when you mentioned that you started to buy stocks a few weeks ago i thought you were missing a lot then after reading the book i discovered it's more safe to have a stable market and a trend line to trade now uh, i'm since uh, mid-june i feel it's very difficult to trade the market do you recommend continuing to trade with caution or wait till it's more stable and uh, good questions isn't Mm. it really really good questions and i think that's where a lot of people as we've said You'll never know when Janine and I are buying. You really don't. We don't tell. We're not going to be telling you when we're buying, what we're buying, and uh, when we're getting out of stuff. We're just telling you what we think the risk is on the marketplace. Um, but there are times to trade and there are times to not trade. And the last few months, there's been a lot of people speculating on the market, um, and. We're not the only ones out there saying just pull back, just be careful because there's plenty of time to make money. And when the markets are rational, like the last couple of weeks, you know, the Dow's down 700 points, it's up 500 points the next day. So people, I can guarantee you, when the Dow was down on Friday, our market went down yesterday, a lot of people sold, and then the Dow went up. Mm and then they're going oh damn i sold and i should have kept my stocks because my stocks that i sold have gone up again so that would have been happening over the last few few weeks but you need to do things that you're comfortable with not what we're saying and so whilst we may be saying we like this or we don't like this that may be out of your comfort zone or incongruent with who you are and really it's about having a trading style and a strategy that suits you and that's really where the book comes from is saying look do what's comfortable for you don't follow the masses don't follow the herd you know if people are talking about a specific stock it's probably one you don't necessarily need to be in but if you've got rules to buy and sell and you have stop losses then you're controlling that entry and exit but look you know i think right now just be cautious in the marketplace don't go full on into it because um, there is still a probability that the market will fall away we are in a volatile period right now um, the u.s is reporting um, uh, job figures on thursday so if they're really bad if there's more than, um, I think it's two and a half million jobs what they put on last month, if that's really bad this month, we might see a drop. There's um, 4th of July happening. Uh, as somebody mentioned, it's the end of the second quarter US. So the second quarter reports are going to be coming out by August. So if they're bad, then the market could be falling away for the rest of the year. So just protect the downside. Let the upside happen.
1: Mm. Look, we actually got cut off from the second part of the question. Oh, there
0: was another part, wasn't um, so, there?
1: And I can't do what I was going to do, so that's I fine. I'm not
0: sure we sacked the teleprompter operator. I think operator?
1: we did. Um, we have an interesting question from Jade, though. So sorry, Mahmood, and thank you for your question. Hmm. We have an interesting question from Jade. Hi, Janine and Dale. I'm very new to the stock market, and I'm looking at investing for the medium to long. A couple of the stocks that I'm interested in are the ASX 100, are in the ASX100, and I'm waiting for a pullback. To enter now on Friday, I noticed that one of them I did cut your email a little bit down on Friday. I noticed that one of them had some huge orders placed before the market at seven zero five that ranged in value from one hundred and twenty five k to one point three million, and some of these uh, were with a price of about five dollars higher than market value. The other stock, which had pu- had one dollar pullback on Thursday and then took off again on Friday, had one huge aftermarket purchased with a code of L5XT for a huge amount of money, $12 million or something, the 30 cents are less than the market value, what does the L5XT mean? Um, well, first of all, can I just say what she's referring to with the trading on the market? Um, there's always that aftermarket trading that goes hmm. on. And then you get the, the pre-open that happens where you know the, the prices can be anywhere um, in terms of the market depth. So I don't tend to pay too much attention to that because it can change once the market's opened. But the actual orders that got filled and that um, the code that she was referring to, is it's about um, a, you know, a broker could have a buyer and seller and they're matching the two off. So that's part of that, what that code is. It's all about the overnight um, transactions that happen on the market as well. So those, there are all sorts of codes that the ASX, ASX set to describe what's actually going on and you can google that sort of thing so hopefully that um explains what but i
0: think it's you know i think what is highlighting there is a lot of people put a lot of effort into that
1: putting yeah. watching the depth now watching the depth know, and we did when we first started right so mm. like you know it's a thing that's common it doesn't matter who the person is mm. that comes into the market People are just observing what other people are doing, and I think that's really good that she's doing that just to get an understanding. But it's not going to help her trading.
0: No, it's not. It's mm-hmm. actually going to distract you from the trading. Yeah. You know, I was chatting to a guy last week on my trip, and he was asking me about, oh, this was doing this at you know at eight o'clock in the morning, and da da da, da and this was doing this and this and this. And I said, and what are you trying to do? Mm. And he goes, well, you know, I'm just trying to see if there's more buying and selling. And I said. Am I a fund manager?" And he goes, yeah. And I said, do you know when I'm placing a trade? And he goes, what do you mean? He said, it'll be there. I said, no, it won't. Mm. And he goes, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, we might be trading 5 million or 10 million or 2 million, but I can guarantee you you'll never know how much we're trading because it won't be there. Mm. You'll actually see if we might put in 100,000, but we're trading 5 million, so we might just yeah. put 100,000 on and It's on for so a millisecond really and gone. really trying to do it though? Yeah, and I said, well, what are you trying to do? And he's trying to figure out whether the price is going up or down.
1: That's because he hasn't got rules. Correct. Mm. And, that's
0: been, and I said, but once you've got rules, you don't need to worry about that mm. because the rules will tell you when to buy and when to sell and what's going on on demand for mm. the stock once you understand it. And so often people spend way too much time looking at that depth of the market mm. um, during before and after the market's open and even during the day, and, and we don't. Well, she's saying, mm. would
1: I be correct in thinking these guys know something that we don't and are trying to snap up? as much volume as they can or are trying to manipulate the market for a big profit sell of, on Monday or Tuesday. Sorry for the long-winded email, but, Phil, there's a lot of info in what I saw and mm. can learn here. Um, yeah, I, so, like you're saying, sometimes it's misdirected mm. um, in terms of, you know... And, so I guess what you're saying to people is ignore that sort of information, mm. isn't it? Really?
0: Yeah, 99% of people don't need to need it. Unless mm. you're into day trading, you don't really need it. Or you're trading large parcels, you don't mm. really need it. Because large parcels, you want to make sure you're not moving the market. So you might place little trades in, and or trying to manipulate the market to come to your pricing by um, tricking in using mm. inverted comments, like so place a trade at a certain price and see if the market will come to you. Um, whether it's you're trying to sell or buy and that yeah. happens, you know, with brokers will do that and instos will do that. I
1: suppose it's about that the nerves of the person mm. about to place a trade mm. thinking if I place place the trade are there a whole lot of people that are all of a sudden gonna sell it,
0: maybe? If yeah, but quite often yeah. I think it's that nitpicking. It's like I'm trying to get the best scent. I'm trying to get it for an extra two cents cheaper. Yeah, and that it's that irrelevant. Something. If you've got mm. to buy, it's a buy. If it's a sell, it's a sell. Yeah. So don't worry about the little ones mm. and two cents yeah, and things good. like that too. So, But anyway, the next question we've got to get to, otherwise I really will get yelled at by the producers <laughs> in the team. Um, it says, hello team, really appreciate your efforts in regards to the live show. Thank you very much for that. Um, could I please ask you to look at A2 Milk for me? It has a sudden rise recently, all the way up to $20 five cents but has quickly gone back down to the range it was trading in before the rise there were no market sensitive announcements during that time although the stock was inducted into the ASX50 Could you explain why this happened thanks William good question William yeah I'm leaving that one to you no. I'm on holidays, as I said, I'm still on holidays. I do like A2 Milk, I mean, it is now in the top 50, so that means it's gonna get more consistent um, turnover going through it, because when it gets into the top 50, that means uh, fund managers will invest more into that stock, so you'll start to see the volatility drop. Um, and it'll trend a little bit more smoother in general terms. We're not doing specifically there, but it does look good. Sometimes you'll find a stock or a market will jump up and there's no rhyme or reason for it. That just happens. Uh, And for whatever reason, we don't know. It could be... Um, for anything, as you said, there was no announcements or no specific um, price-sensitive information coming up. But again, it's just about what your rules are, you know, if you like the stock. Right now, the stock looks like it's doing okay. It's It's been moving up. It made a new all-time high this month, which is a little bit, um, it's a lot different than a lot of other stocks. The last couple of weeks, while the market's been sideways and down, it's looking good. Currently, with just two days of data in that last bar, it's looking all right. So I do like the stock. Um, so if you are in it, I'd stay with it. If you're not, Um, then I'd be looking for a point point to buy on it. But what do you thought?
1: I think that's a good answer.
0: Yeah, nice and short and sink, and I didn't even have to do anything on the chart.
1: Well, I think we've been waffling because we've only, it looks like the director's telling us we've only got time for one more.
0: No, we've always got time for one more. Go on, keep going. the
1: next email's from Richard. Okay, Richard, I had to shorten this one because it was a long one and I was quite amused. Hello, Janine and Dale. Congratulations on holding the show so well. Um, Janine, over agree. Dale's break. Um, love the book, Dale. Hope that you have started a new one over the break. Everyone's asking for a new one. Long-term investor who believes that luck determines short-term investors wins. Um, yeah, to a degree, that's true. Look, it depends on their strategy. Simply, with stock investing, a 20% compounding growth and no yield will always beat a 9% yield and no growth. Yeah, we like growth. Always the question is is timing the market better than time in the market or is trading the market short term better than staying for the long term? Thoughts and ideas, please. Thank you, Richard. You got Uh a few thoughts on that? Read read my book. You can trade short, medium or long term. It really Mm. just depends on you. And Mm. the beauty is that you can actually design the strategy to suit Mm. yourself across a whole lot of stocks. So you don't have to be thinking, I have to buy and hold for the long term because this is what somebody says in order to make a profit over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Because not all stocks go up over the long term. Some stocks will trade sideways for years and that can mm. really hold you back. But you get to actually choose. We've been trying to show you the types of stocks that can actually do better uh, tonight and then having mm. a strategy overlaid over the top of that. Can determine whether if you trade short term, you'll at least know by having done the analysis
0: yeah. what's probable. That's the real Active investing thing. will always be buy and hold, mm. or passive investing always will. Um, and trading, if somebody's knowledgeable, and I really do preface that, the most of people that trade aren't knowledgeable, and that's I'm not trying to be rude to anybody, just most people have a very low level of knowledge. Um, but if you are a good trader, you'll always be. But you could be lucky, investing.
1: like you could be lucky and invested in. Some people are. in the low in 2003. And then you're still, you know, obviously in those stocks now and you Mm. still have a profit there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But could you have done better? That's the point.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, if you invested in 2006, where would you be?
0: You'd be terrible. Mm. Yeah. Um, Can we do another question, Mr. Producer? Oh, you said oh, yes. Gee. So that's good. It must be my birthday coming. It's your turn. Actually, it is my birthday this month. So all presents okay. gratefully accepted. Send them through to our post office box address. Um, our next question is from Phil, who says, "G'day, Dale and Janine. Great work over the last few weeks. Janine, I agree, matey. Um, always good to have a different perspective every now and then. Dale looks sprightly after his break He's as well. Before he even Sprightlyer. How does he, he know that? Didn't even see me. Um, I was hoping you could do analysis on a big tin can. That does That's interesting. Holdings." Please, BTH looks to be some support around 68 to 70 cents. It's got a decent track record since it was listed a little over three years ago. Thanks. Kind regards, Phil. Thanks, Phil. I've never seen this stock before. Have you? Well,
1: I was just going to say, look, it's quite volatile. Have a look at it. It is volatile. Um, Yeah. Look, interesting name too. So I'm just going to... I don't even know what they do. ...bring this back so you can see the monthly chart. There's not a lot of history there. So we're looking at a couple of years Mm -hmm. of history on the market and... Um, extremely volatile during COVID. Let's just have a look and see how far it fell during COVID to get an idea relative to the market. So pretty much double what the market fell. So if that gives you some idea about the volatility of this share, I hope it does, then you'll know that it's a higher risk proposition. Right now it
0: looks like it's going to go down.
1: In the short term, it looks like it's going to go down, doesn't it?
0: Okay, next question.
1: And it could go down next month as well. Looking at this, it could Mm. head below 60 is a real possibility. All right, so that's an easy one, isn't it? Yep. Okay, can we do the next one? Hi, Dale and Uh, Janine. He didn't say no, so sneak it in. Slapping us. (laughs) It's taking too long. (laughs) Loving the show and read both of of your books. I've also a question about FNP Freedom Foods, and last Wednesday it opened low and gapped down below my sell stop. Oh, good, you've got a stop loss. That's fantastic. Mm. It then started creeping back before a trading halt at $3. Would it be logical to sell as soon as the trading halt re Commence to prevent further losses. Volatile stock, I know, and I broke several golden rules when I purchased, realised after reading your books. Keep up the great job, guys. Jason. Thanks, Jason.
0: Well, Jason's assuming that the, the, when it comes out of a trading hold, that's going to be bad news.
1: Well, that's true, but it's been falling before. It doesn't necessarily. Beforehand. mean, I've
0: seen them come out of a trading halt and they skyrocket, mate. So it's more about having a downside risk protected. It's not necessarily the, the chart's not going to say much to us at the moment because why it's in a trading halt? Because there's news sensitive to the market or something's going on. So I'd be sticking on their website, reading any announcements they're putting out uh, and what they're doing. But I've seen some stocks been in trading halts for years, others for uh, you know a few hours, and some for a few weeks. But don't necessarily think it's going to be negative, but just set yourself an arbitrary figure that when it does open up, um, if it falls below that, you get out. If it opens and starts trading up, stay with it. That's pretty much all I can say.
1: Okay, do you mind if I just have a few words?
0: You can, we don't need to look at the chart though.
1: We do need to look at the chart. Why? And the reason is because if you actually knew, if you had actually studied at least module five of our course. He's already said he's made a few,
0: um, broke a few rules.
1: Well, look, just you know, even the the advanced, in the advanced course, there's a whole lot of things there that mm. would actually tell you not to even be in that stock. He really knows that. Mm. So he
0: doesn't need to look at the chart for that. Well, i on. Just,
1: just um, reinforcing. So <laughs> do some more study. It's now the end of tonight. I liked your question show, anyway, it was, was really good. I, I hope you've enjoyed it. And thank you for participating. It's a bit slow tonight. I'm if the one able, with the
0: problem with my jaw not working. If
1: you have a topic that you would like us to discuss, send in your ideas and we'll look at your requests for our upcoming shows.
0: Mm, If you'd like to to see the show continue to go, remember to share it on your social media with your friends and colleagues. So get it on your Facebook, your YouTube, your Twitter. Also remember to make sure you put the show on your calendar. We'll be back right here live on YouTube every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m.
1: As always, we're happy to receive your questions. So send them to info at wealthwithin.com.au and just type Wealth Within Live in the subject
0: line. I want a video. I want videos for next week. Everybody, no questions on Emma, all videos. But that does bring us to the end of the show. And again, we really hope you enjoyed it. And well done for the newbies uh, seeing the show for the first time. Thank you for joining us. And as always, uh, we'd love to see you again next week. For, For now, goodbye. Good luck. Good trading. Stay safe, guys. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening.